Hello, and welcome to a new episode of The Nerdy, Nerdy North. North. I'm Kayla. I'm Felicia. And uh, we decided we were going to sit down today because we both had a little bit of extra time this afternoon. Mm. So we figured we might as well record an episode. And mm. I have, like, important Disney-related questions. It's all about Disney today, folks. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> The most magical place in the world. Disney. Always. <laughs> I will preface this by saying Walt Disney is dead. Like, he is not cryogenically frozen anywhere. <laughs> I don't care what you think. That is the weirdest Futurama episode. Well, it's just like <laughs> the weirdest conspiracy thing. Because why? <laughs> that man achieved all he needed to achieve. Like, I don't think... He wasn't like waiting for his dreams to come true. Like he it kinda, happened. He he kind of did it. He did it. And I think at that point I would have been like, "Nah, man, pull the plug. Look, I'm out." <laughs> this is up to my family now. Yeah, it's like I I have done enough work. <laughs> I think we're just trying to pile extra work onto Walt Disney, and I don't think that that's okay. That man has done enough. He has. His name is essentially everywhere now. Oh, I don't think there's anybody who doesn't know at least the name Disney. Yeah, Disney. Not necessarily Walt Disney. Mm -hmm. But they know Disney. Well, and they always reference him too. It's like even just kind of watching the Disney food blog channel on YouTube and there's like there's always some kind of homage in almost every nook and cranny. Yeah. Whether it's like a little Easter egg or just a full-blown memorial to him. Absolutely. So it's like he is everywhere, and, and yeah, for the most part, you know who he is. Um, Disneyland was very cool. I went uh, last, not this past summer, obviously, because we were in a worldwide panini, and nobody did anything. Uh, but the summer before that, we took my daughter, and it was the first time that I'd gone. Yeah. My mom went in a, as a child in the 70s. Oh, wow. Um major upgrades for her oh and she's like i the only ride she remembered was the flying dumbo ride oh. <laughs> and it's a small world oh and she's like i'm sure there was other things yeah. here that are still here but the only two that have stuck in my brain since the 70s were those two um and i unfortunately have never gone it was always like a dream of mine yeah. but it just never got to happen yet yeah, yes. say just it's, we're gonna put a yet on that. Yes, because I think that that would be. I loved going with my family. Yeah, I would love to get like a nice like group of people together because it was. I had a really good time, <laughs> but there was like rides and stuff that I wanted to go on that nobody else wanted to go on. I'll do and I I did <laughs> I did a couple of them by myself. Yeah. Because I did stay one evening. Oh, okay. Um, after my mom and Aria had left to do the Indiana Jones ride, because Aria oh. wasn't tall enough. <laughs> she would have gone on it, but she wasn't tall enough. <laughs> and then the Guardians of the Galaxy um, ride I did by oh, myself. Yeah. My mom took Aria to like a, uh, a Disney Junior dance party. Wow. That's happening. So I was like. You guys have fun. <laughs> I am going to go on this crazy drop ride. Oh my God. But I was with the craziest part of this. So I was sat with this uh, father and daughter 
And the daughter was maybe like 10, like she wasn't that much older than Aria, which is pretty small. And she's like, this is my favorite ride. And they go on it a bunch of times. They go like every weekend just to go on it because wow. they're from the area. And they were telling me all about it. And I got to sit with them. That's and it was cool. just like the best. It was so fun. All right. So I think this can be a hot take. Yes. Very curious. What is your favorite underrated Disney oh. movie? <laughs> I've been like compiling a list since, since you told me you wanted to do Disney. I'm like instantly like underrated films. So I yeah. have a list. <laughs> I'm sure we have some of the same. I'm gonna say I bet you a bunch of them are the exact same. I did ask my friends on Facebook as well because I'm like, I'm not the only one who feels this way about certain movies. Absolutely. And thankfully they they all came through. <laughs> so my first one is uh, Treasure Planet. Oh yes! <laughs> Treasure Planet had no business being as good as it was. So and nobody good. talks about it. It's so emotional. Like, it's me every time. It's one of those ones where people don't talk about it until one person brings it up. And yeah. then everybody's like, oh, yeah, that movie's great. It's so amazing. I love the twist of Treasure Island. Yeah, because it's, it's such a classic story. It is. And it's, it's like, a great way to reinvent that story without yeah. just, like, doing a remake of Treasure Island. Exactly, and it's like, you know how they get from point A to point B, but then you want to know all the in-betweens, mm -hmm. and how they're going to switch it up, and, like, the fact that the the moon is the fucking space station is so cool. Yeah, like, there's just, there's so many fun details, and it's like you can relate to his little blob friend. Oh my god, he's the so cutest. Cute. Just transforms into anything. It's just a little shit disturber. <laughs> it's just floating around, yeah. being a pink blob. The the cat captain woman. Oh, she's awesome. She's so good. I would like. I want. I I would pay her to punch me in the face. <laughs> she's a boss. She, uh, she, she could is. punch me in the mouth, and I would say thank you. And I love that it's Emma Thompson. Yes. Like it took me a while to realize who the voice was. I was like, oh my god. This and makes maybe that's sense. maybe that's why I feel that way because I would also let Emma Thompson punch me in the face and just say thank you. <laughs> yeah, just insult me, please. Yeah. With your beautiful voice. Like that's fine. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> like that, I agree. I'm a hundred percent on board with with that. Uh, and number two, I strongly believe is very underrated. Is uh. The Lost City of Lost City of Atlantis. That was my one. <laughs> it's Atlantis. Atlantis. Um, those two two movies need to be remade in live action. See, and I don't know how I feel about live action remakes. We'll get to that. I'm sure we're gonna yeah, have we're gonna have a strong discussion about that. But yes, um, Atlantis is so, it's beautiful. It's like just. The whole aesthetic of the movie is fantastic. The story is super interesting. Yeah. It has these great, like, history elements, and it has likable characters, but it also has villains that are very easy to dislike. There's a sense yeah. of mystery throughout the whole thing. Kita's the hottest woman to oh. ever be drawn. The, the most exquisite <clears throat> queen out there. Oh God, she's just so good and so tragic. You know, like her 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 whole story is just amazing. Mm -hmm. and it's like she deserves so much respect. 
see, and I don't necessarily know if I want there to be a remake of it, mm-hmm. but I would like to see a, like, proper full-blown sequel, because Milo stays at the end of the movie. He does, yeah. And it's I, like, okay, but, like, you, th- do they all learn to read? Like, are they rebuilding the city? Like, yeah. Is she now the power source forever? Is he? Does he become immortal? Because they're all fucking immortal, apparently. Like, I have so many questions about what yeah. happens at the end. And I, I, I know they did a sequel, but I just don't really remember it as well as the first I one. I don't think I even watched it. Because yeah. I don't, they didn't market it, but I feel like a part of that was because that was all during a time in Disney where... They were just pumping out stuff, attempting to make some money because they were not doing too hot. Yeah, it was kind of just, like, right after the Golden Age and, like, right before the Renaissance. Yeah. I find. So there's a lot of movies that were lost in the shuffle. Um, And there's a lot of those movies that are surprisingly, like, you go back and you're like, oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. But they didn't do as well commercially, so... Like, meet, Meet the Robinsons is phenomenal it's so funny i remember thinking this was going to be such a shitty movie and it was like on tv so i thought might as well watch it it's free so i have um two that are like i love them and they're ones that were like they they basically just don't talk about them right at all because they were not commercially successful one of them is uh the black cauldron oh <gasps> yes oh my god the black cauldron is such an amazing movie but it was like so poorly received that it almost bankrupted them yeah because remember i think hearing about it and people thought it was way too dark for the time oh it's, it's horrifying it, it, it is horrifying like the skull king or whatever uh yeah uh, and that was um, actually we'll, we'll get yeah. we're gonna circle back to him yeah um because that's another of the other part of my questions so i will get to them but um and the rescuers <gasps> yes the Rescuers is just this beautiful adventure film. It was animated, too. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's so fun. It's yeah. absolutely wild. There's, like, weird sexy mice happening. <laughs> but it's good. Like, it's so good. <laughs> and, and, and Zsa Gabor is the one that voiced, um... Oh, uh, Zsa Gabor. She did voice her, right? I'm th- pretty sure that's her. Uh, I think she voiced... Uh, one of the characters. I don't know if she did. What is her name? I haven't watched Rescuers. I'm googling time. it right now. <laughs> ah, good. Okay. Well, Miss Bianca is uh, Eva Gabor. Yes. Oh. And Bob Newhart was uh, Bernard. Oh, Bernard. He's so sweet. But yeah, that one's, uh, I'm always trying to get my nephew to choose movies he's never seen before. Yes. So it's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, we can watch Marvel another time. But mm-hmm. like, this time, let's find a movie you've never seen. Yeah. Especially the earlier ones, because I know he's going to like them or have thoughts about them. <laughs> so I'm always like, how about The Rescuers? He's like, next time. Damn it. I want to watch The Rescuers. <laughs> um, so I accidentally tra- traumatized my kid. What'd you do? So we, she has like a TV DVD player at my mom's house underneath of her bed because it's like the lofted bed. Yeah. Um, so we buy her DVDs and just like whatever we, so she has a whole bunch of like older movies and like weird choices. Yeah. And she loves them. Her favorite movie is Paranorman. I love Paranorman. <laughs> it's an excellent movie <laughs> and it is such a great 
choice for your favorite movie, but it is. It's one of her favorite movies is Paranorman. Um, we can have a whole discussion about Leica, but we will get to that another day. Um, so <laughs> we bought her The NeverEnding Story. Oh, God. <laughs> completely forgetting about the Swamp of Sadness scene. <laughs> And so she was like, oh, yeah, like, you can watch The NeverEnding Story and, like, put it on for her and gave her some snacks and was just like, perfect, you're doing that, I'm going to do the dishes yeah. and, like, make banana bread or whatever the fuck my mom was doing. And out she comes, about 40 minutes into this film, sobbing, yelling, <laughs> turn it off! <laughs> because she was just totally traumatized, traumatized from watching our tracks be swallowed by the swamp of sadness because I forgot that it was a part of the movie and I just made my kid watch a horse die. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Forever traumatizing anyone who watches it. Kids' movies used to be a lot darker. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's so surprising kind of going back and rewatching some of the old, like, 80s cartoons or movies. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what? how are we allowed to watch this? Yeah. Especially at like at that age where you're just kind of becoming more emotionally developed and like you're understanding. Maybe that's why we're all like this. Possibly. <laughs> we, are, we are all living in the swamp of sadness. <laughs> so if you actually break down what that is, it's just like you're telling me I just watched a horse get sucked into a swamp because it was so sad that it could no longer feel happiness. <laughs> Because that's the premise yeah. of the song. It's like, I just watched a horse die of depression. Pretty much. It, it, it gave up. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. So one, let's get back one, to... uh, one quick note. Okay. I remember seeing um, pictures of this guy cosplaying as the main character. <gasps> and he has the horse head. <laughs> and Sinking just... into the floor. And he's pu- oh, I've seen it's just it. The, yeah, it's just the horse head. And he just flops it to the ground and starts bowling his eyes out around people. It's like, wow. <laughs> that's, that's commitment, man. <laughs> I, you're just trying to give people PTSD. 100%. Like, <laughs> that's not okay. Saddest so, costume goes to. Yeah. <laughs> Most traumatizing costume goes to. All right. So let's circle back to some other. Do you have any other underrated ones? I have many. <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> um, my next one was The Grace Mount Detective. <gasps> also, scary, yes! scary as fuck, but loved it. Yes. Yes. Like, the Great Mouse Detective is so good. That was another one that I, I have to bring up later, but. And uh, Oliver and Company. Why should I worry? Why should I care? That's uh, that's another one where the song in that movie had no business being as good as it was. I got streets at what fail. What's that? It's um, Billy Joel. Yes, Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a, a piano guy. <laughs> that was so good. Um, one of my personal favorites is Brother Bear. I liked Brother Bear, but it wasn't one of my, like, fave faves. I really liked it. It's more out of of the underrated list. Mm -hmm. It was kind of, like, something I'm always happy to go back to. True. Like, I would never say, like, I will never watch that movie No. And the sequel wasn't too bad either. I remember liking it. 
But some of the sequels are kind of like, oh, you kind of told the story already. Yeah. Now you're just bringing a female into the mix. Okay, cool. <laughs> Do you have any other underrated ones? I'm trying to think now because I you said most of the ones that I was oh, okay. going to say, which is great. <laughs> um, so let me just have a quick gander here. Um, yeah, a lot of these movies I'm just more than happy to go back to. It's not ones that I'm... The Aristocats. Yeah! The Aristocats is so good. And... The music in that one is really good. Again, too. like, there was a lot of, like, main themes and, like, fun music in a lot of these movies that, especially the ones that, like, dealt with heavier stuff. Yeah. They had excellent soundtracks. <laughs> so, definitely The Aristocats was one of my big ones. I absolutely love that movie. And I will watch it kind of whenever. It's a... It's, it's a, it's a little racist. Just a, just a tap. Which is tough. <laughs> but I think that's a lot of movies. It's like, oh dear. We just, this was not. In yeah. hindsight, for sure, you look back and you kind of cringe. And and the other one, the Goofy movie. <gasps> I just watched that the other day with my nephew. Oh my god. I love it. It is so wonderful so heartwarming and it's it feels so lovely and good and max is such a well created character where it's you can sympathize with him for how he's feeling about it but you can also be like but your dad loves you so much exactly like your your perspective definitely changes as you're growing up like yeah i remember being younger watching it and being like I completely understand Max's embarrassment. But and I, then, like you said, growing up, and you're like, but, but your dad, he just wants you to be happy. And it's like, do I get why he's embarrassed? A hundred percent. And it's displayed in such a natural feeling way. Yeah. They have such a well-created relationship. Yeah. And it's a really great interpretation of a father not being able to, like, rule fully let go of their kids being a child yeah and the kid needing to understand that their parents aren't doing this to sabotage them yeah it's just out of love and and seriously like goofy just getting the best dad award oh goofy's just <laughs> out here just being father of the fucking year 100 percent. and then like him realizing it's like okay i need to do i need to come around and see max's perspective and be like let's take you to the concert and powerline oh fuck in what like <laughs> that is probably i think probably the best um created for a movie pop star oh yeah he just fit into that world so well yay, yay. and i remember seeing a post where it's just like why hasn't his full album come out yet like what i'm still fuck? waiting i am still waiting come on disney let us have it. Uh, because again, music that just fucking slaps. Oh, like just the beginning of the movie when, when Max is like busting out of the house trying to get to school and it's just like... Everything about it is so everything. good. The Goofy movie is fantastic. The Goofy movie is one of those movies where if I'm not sure what I want to watch and I see that that's an option, it is very high on my list of things that I will put on. And the sequel was awesome too. Yeah, and that's so normally funny. not the case. 
Especially because it came out so much later. Yeah. Than, like, it didn't come out a year after or anything. It came, I think it came out, like, in early 2000s. Yeah, like, I think it was, like, probably, like, six years between the first one and the second one. But it was done well. And it yeah. was, like, they had, like, matured the characters enough that it made sense. But they kept the characterizations the same. And yeah. the world was very much so the same. There was a lot of care taken for it. Which is shocking because it was a goofy movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think you could have that with another one of like the Mickey Mouse friends. Friends. Like no, I don't think I don't no. think I could sit through a Donald Duck movie. No, and I think that's why the DuckTales work so well, is because you get like fifteen minutes essentially or twenty. Yeah. And then you get like little spurts of Donald here and there. But yeah, a full bowl movie, I don't think I could I could do it. I just don't think I would, I would be... enjoy it. Yeah. It'd be entertaining. I like Donald Duck. Yeah. But it is it's not the same kind of warmth that mm-hmm. you get from that. And it's great for the character of Donald Duck. But I don't think you could build an hour and a half <laughs> off of fucking rage screaming. I was about to say his uh his bursts of anger every couple seconds just doesn't really <laughs> help. Does not a good along. story make. And I think if you had a great supporting cast, like you could have yeah. and be a very strong character and like one of the main characters. Yeah. Movie. But I don't think you could carry a movie the same way that Goofy and Max carried a Goofy movie. Agreed. And it's like even playing Kingdom Hearts and you're just like, for fuck's sake, Donald, will you heal me? Just shut up and just, just do your thing. <laughs> do your fucking job, Donald. But even like his backstory, it's you kind of find bits and pieces here and there. It's like, oh, he was in the army and stuff. You're like, oh, this got dark very quickly. <laughs> and it's like they never they never really touched base on what happened to Max's mom. Not to what I remember. Uh, other than this, she's dead. She, yeah, well, yes. Because it's a Disney movie, so people are only allowed to have one parent. <laughs> or none or none I'm trying to think like the only ones that I know of where they still have two parents is like Rapunzel and she was like stripped was saying, away from her family but she didn't know her parents until she was 18, 18. <laughs> so yeah she has two but like can if you can tell us if you can comment on a post or send us a message and give me an example of a Disney character that has two. two parents that they live with. Brownie points for you. Uh, <laughs> a crisp high five, I guess, because I have nothing else to offer you. But a shout out in the next episode. Yeah. Because it is a... Uh... I can't think of one. I can't either. Except for Rapunzel. <laughs> um, a couple of my friends said that their most underrated film would be like Big Hero 6. I love Big Hero 6. And I think the issue for Big Hero 6 is that it came out almost around the same time as Frozen. So of course you have this juggernaut of a movie and then this one comes out which is so well done and I, I kind of like it a bit more than Frozen. I like them for different things. Like I different, really, yeah. really like Frozen, but I think that Big Hero 6 is a much more fun movie and I think yeah. it's a much more interesting concept. And I think you could they could do so much more. No, well, they can do more series, yeah. right? Like it's there is so much more material to work with there. 
But even like, I, I can see it being a video game or something like that. I or, feel like it had a little bit of an identity crisis, only mm-hmm. in the sense that it was kind of the first like broaching the crossover, like the cross between right. Disney and Marvel, right? Because it is technically like Big Hero Six, the comic story, like it is technically Marvel property. Mm-hmm. So, and another one, um, Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New. I don't. I don't think of that as underrated because I don't know a single person our age who does not love Emperor's New Groove. I always think that too when I see it on the list. I'm like, I fucking love it. And any like everybody I know to like regularly talks about <laughs> Emperor's New Groove. But those could be like special shoutouts. Yeah. But yeah, I get it because yeah. it is on. It does end up on a lot of lists of like underrated Disney movies, even though it doesn't feel that way to us. Maybe because for a younger audience, they don't quite get the humor just yet. Well, and I think it kind of was for like a very small little window of yeah millennials and where it was just like no this is the dopest movie in the world because i think when when it came out we were like early teens so we're just developing those like that sense of humor i don't even know if we were early teens let's see google google's our friend yeah because i know like i pull the lever (laughs) i think about it all the time Yzma, man. Yzma is one of the most... Well, 2000, so I was, I guess, 8. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I was, like, 9, 9, 10 when I watched it. Which, I guess, like, middle school age if we had middle school. So it'd be, like... But that's insane. 20 years ago. Fuck off. 21 years ago. Fuck off. (laughs) So old. The same age as my nieces. Ugh. But I think it was because it was, like, a big phenomenon when yeah. it first came out. So there was, like, the group of us who watched it then. Yeah. But it hasn't really been revisited the same way that other stuff has. And it hasn't, like, it's remained culturally relevant for, like, new generations. Yeah. So I think I could see that being the reason that it's considered underrated. It's like, yeah, you have, like, this one group of kids who's obsessed with this movie. <laughs> but it didn't continue being culturally relevant afterwards so for new audiences it's just not the same but when you mention it everyone's just like fuck yes i love that movie the movie's so good so good good. like even the cartoon when it came out like was kind of funny like going back to high school the follow-up cartoons from a lot of those like disney movie moments i remember the emperor's new grave one the hercules one which was phenomenal um Um, which was the other one there was one more that I distinctly remember. Those were two that the only two that I like watched with any sort of regularity. But I always think. thought that that was like a really great because like, yeah, really releasing a full on movie is incredibly expensive, and it was a lot less expensive. Yeah, to do it as a TV show. Well, it was a great mm-hmm. way of, of a, a continuation of the story as well. It's yeah. like yeah, here's Hercules growing up before he met Phil. Yeah. Or around the time he met Phil in his training. Because as much as I love a training montage, like, I want to see what's happening. Yeah. Some of it, like, some of the retconny things I didn't love. But I think it was just always, it's always good to just get more content of stories and characters that you like. Uh, I think the other one for me that I was thinking of was Lilo and Stitch, the series. I didn't like it. You didn't like it? Really? I didn't. As much, and I love Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. I did, it was not for me. Interesting. I can't think of the other one. What the hell was the other 
show. And I think part of it is because I feel like Lilo and Stitch, the movie, a lot of the plot and a lot of the story was based off of Lilo and Nani's relationship. Yes. And that, like, emotional connection. And I found that the show, because it was so much more based around Stitch, who I love as a character, it doesn't carry the same emotional weight for me, and I didn't connect to it the same way. It was more of, like, a one-off adventure episode deal, which I love those. Yeah. But I had such, like, a strong, like, familial bonding moments with Lilo and Stitch that it was, like, I didn't connect to it the same way. I know that, like, each episode, it was very much like, okay, the whole point is to find the other experiments and then find them in their home. So I guess you don't really get the time to always bond bond with them. It's just, like, one and done. And then mm-hmm. it's like you might get the special episode where it's two or three episodes long. Yeah. It was more... And I, I mean, I guess it's a TV show, so it being episodic makes sense. Yeah. But I liked the the tight connections that were formed over the course of Lilo and Stitch. And that was missing for me in the TV show. That's totally fair. Yeah. I know. I remember that someone says like, Oh, they should do like Lilo and Stitch, the Pokemon go like where it's like, I love the idea, but then it's like, once you catch all of them, that's it. Yeah. All right. So we're going to pause here and then we will go to the second question that I have that brought us to wanting to do a Disney episode. Hot take part two coming up. We will be, uh, we'll be back. Okay. So welcome back. Hello. So the other Disney question that I had that has sparked this whole conversation, who are the scariest Disney villains to you? Like the ones that genuinely scared you? Uh, top of my head would have to be Ursula. Fair. Like, for the longest time, I couldn't watch The Little Mermaid because I hated Ursula <laughs> so much. It was so, it was so scary to me. Um, I know the one, like, the one for me that I'm still mm-hmm. like, ugh, still makes me super uncomfortable is Radigan from The Great Mouse <gasps> Detective. Yeah, his his yeah. animation is horrifying. And just, like, the fact that it's Vincent Price that voice acted him. I love Vincent, but <laughs> having him as Radigan was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm obsessed with Vincent Price. He's my he's on my background on my desktop at work. Oh, that's right, he is. And one of my plants at work is named Vincent, after Vincent <laughs> Price. I absolutely love Vincent Price. But Radigan was horrifying. He, he was. was so, so scary. And it was that, like, charm that would turn on a dime. And, like, the way that they would animate his, like, face turning to rage was just, like, (laughs) I don't like it. Yeah, I think now, thinking back to it, it's like, I don't think I'd be able to watch (laughs) The Green Mouse Detective because of it. Like, there's just something so, like, off-putting. Off-putting. And, like, a deep-seated, like, icky feeling about him. Like, there's a few of them that are like that, though. I think another one, I, I rewatched The Hunchback of Notre Dame recently. Claude Frollo. I was just about to say Frollo. <laughs> because he is, I think the scariest part about him is that he feels like he's doing the right thing. And it's, it's real, right? Yeah. You know, like, it, and that's the more terrifying part, is like, 
is it just like it feels like oh like this is like a for real would be a bad person yeah who probably somebody who was exactly like this honest to god existed yeah and like you said is is the fact that he he thought he was doing the right thing everything every step that he took was part of god's plan right? yeah and it was just like <laughs> yeah like, where it's again is that downright like mm, i don't like it i don't like it um even as an adult now rewatching it oh frollo's like, the worst oh. <laughs> he's the, um and i got this i got a very similar thing from count radcliffe or governor radcliffe from pocahontas oh oh man for yeah that same reason where it's just like oh but this is it's it's too real and i don't i don't like it i think i had a hard time with pocahontas when i found out she was a natural person and it's just like oh no and the story of pocahontas is nothing like the disney movie at all which I think we'll get into later on because I have other other things to say about Pocahontas. Yeah. Um, some good, some bad. Yeah, it's that's entirely fair. There is some good and some bad in that movie. Yeah. Who else really um, kind of disturbed me? I felt I love the Black Cauldron. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Yeah. I really like the Black Cauldron, but the Horn King is horrifying. Horn King, that's his name. <laughs> um, yeah, he's awful. <laughs> oh, and the fact that he was very close to winning. Yeah, and I think that's like sometimes the scariest part is where it's like you, the, the villain just has that edge, and you're like, how can they come back from it? And yeah, the Horn King was very much like he was very close to succeeding. It was. Where there's, it feels like there's real stakes to it. Yeah. Which I love, and I think that makes a much better movie. And it's probably one of the things I like most about The Black Cauldron, is it wasn't this cut and dry yeah. hero's story, because it was genuinely hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, The Horned King was just a nightmare. I also, just because I do, like, I have an interest in witchcraft and the, the spooky stuff. Back off, you spooky bitch. <laughs> um, is I found Dr. Slier oh. to be like, you don't fuck with the Shadow Man. Like, actually, you you do not. So it was just like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't yeah. like this. Because it's a very real thing down in New Orleans and in that area where it's like voodoo is very prominent. I've never been there, but just like from the documentaries or shows that I've seen, um, I'm sure my friend Teresa could have more knowledge about it. She's actually actually been to New Orleans a few times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like that's a real figure. Oh yeah, like you community. you do not fuck with the Shadow Man. Like that is like a strong component of of voodoo and hoodoo is you do not fuck with the Shadow Man. So I found Dr. Facilier just because I like know a little bit, a little bit yeah. about uh, voodoo and hoodoo. It's just like, uh, no, that, no, no, that dude will fuck your life up. <laughs> like, don't do it. Don't do it. And he was very close to succeeding as well, right? Absolutely. Like, technically, he did kind of win because they remained frogs. Like, until, you know, they got married and yeah. that loophole. But, so, I, uh, Definitely. And I think that again falls into one of the the same the same category as Radigan, where it is like there is a deceiving charm about Dr. Facilier yeah. that throws you off your rhythm. Where it's just like, 
is he is he interesting? Yes. Is he one of my favorite villains? Absolutely. Does he freak me out? A hundred percent. Yeah. Makes me uncomfortable, but in the best way possible because I'm like, oh, like everything about you is fascinating. Yeah. But I'm terrified. <laughs> I think another one too, but you know he's a villain right off the bat is Clayton from Tarzan. Oh, fuck Clayton. That guy's the worst. He completely is. And I think it's because that he's a real person, right? Absolutely. Like, there, that's happening all around the world, unfortunately. So it's just like, oh, God. <laughs> like, when they go for the real characters, mm-hmm. or the real kind of backstories, that's when I'm just like, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, it, no, it gives you the heebie-jeebies. Gives you the ickies. And plus he had, like, probably the most gruesome death. That you get to see on screen. Oh, 100%. Like, they don't show the action, but they show him. And it was just like, whoa. That was a lot. Like, I remember being like, oh, I just saw a man hung. Yeah. Cool. And the fact that you only see a shadow when, like, the lightning flashes. I did. Like, it was wow. beautiful in the sense of, like, it was horrifying. But it was, yeah. like, so well done. And yeah. it was such a great way to be very clear about what happened without, yeah. like, showing a man hanging himself <laughs> yeah exactly and of course like the torment on t- tarzan because he's actually trying to help him yeah like he's he knows what's about to happen and he's trying to prevent it mm. and clayton being an asshole not listening and look what happens uh another one is uh madame mim oh <gasps> yeah Fra- like she just gave me like weird witch that would eat me in a pie vibes. <laughs> she would. A hundred percent she would. And like the shapeshifty thing and everything about her is unhinged. Oh yeah. Like I kind of love the final battle battle between her and Merlin. Arya and I watched the Sword of the Stone recently. How'd she like she it? She really liked it. <laughs> Which is fair. It's a great movie. But yeah, Madame Man is like super ugh. Yeah, and she, like, she'll take whatever route she has to to win or mm-hmm. get what she wants. Yeah. And I think, who else? Like, I, I'm i looking at the Disney villains now. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Like, who was I scared of? I think one of the ones was actually Oogie Boogie. I loved Oogie Boogie. But I, by the time like, I was, like, into my Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas, I was already a big fucking creep. So I was like, yeah, I am about this. Because I think that was like two or three when I watched it for the first time. Fair. So that like, it took me a while to get back into Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, I still have the VHS. I told my mom, I was like, you're not allowed to sell it. I still want it. I just yeah. don't want to watch it. <laughs> no, like, it needs to stay here. I will watch it eventually. Which I did, and I'm growing to absolutely love the yeah. movie. But still gives me that creep vibes when Oogie Boogie comes on. I think the thing that I find most horrifying about him is that he's made of fucking bugs. Yeah, that was it. Like, the end where he's getting squished. <laughs> like, I like Oogie Boogie yeah. as a character. I think he's so cool. But even, like, now I don't like watching the unseeming scene where he just, yeah. like, turns into a pile of glowing fucking bugs. And I think there's, like, action figures out there with just his bug form i'm like what? no, no. <laughs> absolutely not Ow. yeah no no thank you Hard do time. not want do not want oh you know who's really fucking creepy hmm. the the bad guy from uh who frames roger rabbit oh and he's played by, by christopher lloyd christopher lloyd who is uh, judge doom yes yes 
fuck that guy and fuck his creepy eyes. <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit is genuinely, like, kind of a scary movie. Just a chat. Yeah, yeah. I really like it. <laughs> but, and I always, that's one of those ones that I forget is a Disney movie until yeah. I, like, go back and think about it. I had no, I had no freaking clue it was a Disney movie. Because, like, Bugs Bunny is in there. I think Daffy Duck is in there for a brief second. So it's just kind of, like, WB and Disney working together. It's, it's a I mashup think. movie. Yeah. It really, really is. Yeah, no, didn't like him. Didn't like him at all. But I always remember feeling so grown up by the fact that I got to watch it. Yeah, because <laughs> it felt it felt like getting to watch an adult movie, for sure. And then, like, I remember watching Cool World at, at a young age. Oh. <laughs> and I think that was supposed to be, like, the grown-up version of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. But I liked it. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's, like... The, the crux of all of these is I find the best villains are in movies that are genuinely good. Yeah. Because the ones where I'm like, I didn't really like the movie, I definitely didn't really like the villains. Yeah. Because they're never the focus of those movies, and I think you need that balance for it to be, like, an interesting story. Yeah, the villain's supposed to matter to some degree. Absolutely. Whether there's a relationship or some kind of thread that ties them together. Let's see. Like, I love Hades. I think Hades is one of my favorite. But I don't find him scary. No, that's the thing. Is like he's he's clearly the antagonist, but he's not meant to be terrifying or even Isma, right? Like she's the sort of comic relief to a degree. Yeah, where it's like, do I like these villains? Absolutely. I find them super interesting, and I love the characters, and I love the characterization. Yeah, but I don't find them scary. Yeah, exactly. I even feel the same way about Jafar from Aladdin. Oh, yeah. I didn't like, I like Jafar. Yeah. Like, he's a sneaky, greasy man, and I love him, but I don't, I'm not scared of him. Even Scar. I was, I was never scared of Scar. I think I was, I was, but that was also the first movie that I ever saw in theaters, so it was, like, emotionally taxing for me. <laughs> That's fair. So, it's like, yeah, like, that one's not right, but... I never had that internal feeling of, like, I can never see this again, because it's just so... Scary. Scary. Um, I don't know if it counts, because it was only, like, part of a segment in Fantasia. Oh, <gasps> yeah! Chernabog. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Which, Chern so Chernabog is actually, um, is a god from oh, um, really? Eastern European folklore. Oh. And is horrifying. Um, so what, can, what is the actual like description of Chernobog? Yeah, that whole sequence was always so scary. The music me. was so awful. I think that could be another movie that's sort of underrated is Fantasia. Yeah. Because people, like, I remember being younger and not really understanding the premise, but I love the cartoons. I love the art design for a lot of them. And it was very unique for them to be able to be like, hey, let's just do a whole movie where there's no talking and it's all music. Yeah. And it's just all of these little bits and pieces. So, um, Chertabog is also known as the Black God. Oh. And it is the God of Bad Faith. Oh, goodness. Um, so 
so basically there's Chernabog and Balabog. And Balabog is oh. a good faith and Chernabog is a bad faith. And they're like the two parts of it's like a proto-Slavic, like early, early Slavic religion. Oh. And yeah, it's not good. Chernabog is horrifying. Yeah, just that, yeah, like I said, that whole sequence was, like, one reason why I wouldn't watch Fantasia. <laughs> and I, can't, I also can't tell you why. Weirdly enough, of- has been a character in a whole bunch of Disney things. Really? Was it Fantasia? Um, who is a statue, there's a statue of Chernobog in this movie called The Reluctant Dragon in 1941. Huh. Um, Michael and Mickey, a short film was in 1991 uh Bog appears in the cinema he was in fantasia 2000 he was uh Bog appears in the references to the first film in mickey mouse's house of villains in 2003 i love he was a guest um he was in a couple episodes of the mickey mouse show that started airing in 2013 was that the house of mouse or just no it's just mickey mouse um, That's insane. he was in The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Was he? Yeah, the film based. Uh, oh, okay. An early stage of production. His participation was considered, but they had a gargoyle representation oh. that was seen with the antagonist that was a um, that was looked huh. like Chernobog. I didn't mind that movie. That was a good one. Yeah. But he's been like, it's, it's, that is a, a lot of Disney. He was also in Once Upon a Time. What? What the actual fuck? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. But that yeah. One of my favorite parts of watching Once Upon a Time is seeing all the little Easter eggs so they can sneak something in or. Yeah. Huh. Uh, he's a, he was known as the corrupter of human souls. <laughs> fuck that guy. No thanks. Yeah. I think one of my last ones for me was the creeper from uh, Pinocchio. Oh, the dude who would like catch the kids and throw them in the cages to sell them to the pleasure island or whatever. Fuck that guy. I think that's showing a picture. Yeah. I think he was like the mastermind behind it all, but like that whole thing of the the kids turning into So much of Pinocchio is just absolutely wild. I am slightly mortified, but also very excited for uh, the new Pinocchio that's coming out from Netflix. Um, yeah. What's his name? The director. Uh, Del Toro. Oh, Guillermo. Yes. He's, I don't know if he's directing it or if he's, he's producing, producing it. it. But you but know. He, even, he, like, he won't even produce things that do not fit into his. His aesthetic. Which is. Amazing and terrifying. I love him for it. And basically any Guillermo del Toro movie, I like. I remember being so excited for Pan's Labyrinth. And then and watching it, I was like slightly disappointed because I didn't realize it was Spanish. But like in hindsight, of course it's Spanish. Yeah. It's a beautiful story, but also like, what the fuck? <laughs> that fucked me up for a while. And I, I went in to The Shape of Water with like not super high expectations because I'm like it's a movie about a woman who fucks a fish. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good. It's a beautiful story. It is a beautiful film. There's a lot of it that's super weird, like the the bathtub scene is a lot. 
Um, but do, I think it's really well done. And especially for me, because it was like a excellent, weird, connected story to the idea of the creature of the Black Lagoon. Right. Which is one of my favorite old school horror movies. I love the creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, so it was like, oh yeah, like this is, this is really great because mm-hmm. it has so many elements from the old 40s style right. horror movie that has just been like kind of spun into a weird, wonderful, strange moment yeah. that only Guillermo del Toro can do. On a side note, I wish they could do like the Monster Brewers book correctly. <laughs> uh, it, like how Universal, you own so much the coolest collection of horror movie characters. Yes. Like the the big five that everybody knows, even if you don't like scary movies. Because like, yeah, most people who don't like scary movies know who Jason is. They know yeah. who Michael Myers is. They know who Freddy is. But if they've never seen a horror movie in their life, mm-hmm. uh, they know who Dracula is. Frankenstein. If they know who Frankenstein is. Pretty sure they could figure it the fuck out if you showed them the mummy. Like honestly, if Adam Sandler can do a better job with Hotel Transylvania, that should say something to you, Universal. <laughs> I refuse to watch the mummy movie with Tom Cruise. It looks like hot garbage. It does look like hot garbage. I was like, this I'm not here for it. Just leave it with Brendan Fraser and the mummy, and if you can't do something like that, then don't bother at all. Um, I will say, uh, this is off topic, but since we've gotten here, let's just continue this conversation. Yes. Um, I really, really liked The New Invisible Man. I haven't watched it yet. With Elizabeth Moss, who is a fucking gift. She's a, an amazing actress. And it is, it is a great way to modernize the idea of The Invisible Man and to not make it cheesy yeah. and not make it corny. To make it genuinely harrowing. It's really good. Because I remember, like, I had to go into L.A. or learning assistance in elementary. And one of the books I got to, had to read was The Invisible Man. I think Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is so good. <laughs> so good. But I always remember being so scared of The Invisible Man. Just because it's like, that that could actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Like, someone could just be that much of a psychopath. Yeah. To to go that far. Absolutely. And it really is. It's about... It's less about them being invisible and more them being willing to let go of reality and the lengths that they would go to for that. That is the scary part of the invisible man. Yeah. Both in the... And I think that that through-line thread of, like, the core of the story is about the corruption of, an, of a person mm-hmm. who is intelligent and has all of these things going for them, but is just so emotionally flawed that they lose their mind. Like, yeah. that's the core of that story. Yeah. Yeah. What is... Do you have, like, a book or story that you think would make a great animated movie? Oh, an animated movie. I'm just trying to think. I honestly need to get back into reading. <laughs> Fair. But I think 
one thing that would be more for the adult. Well, shouldn't say more. It would be for the adults. Would be like a blood sucking fiend <gasps> by Christopher Moore. Yes, I just love this his interpretation of vampires and just like she's this slightly mentally unstable woman, and she has been given this power of like being a vampire. She just doesn't know what to do with it, and I love that. Because I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, like I like I just think like picturing like if I became a vampire, I I'd be fucked. Like I wouldn't know what to do <laughs> at all. So I just I love his dark sense of humor. Like even yeah. a dirty job is one of my all time favorite novels. So I think have to maybe see that more animated would be kind of fun. I think that'd be really. That'd be good. I'm picturing it in like the like side like BoJack Horseman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, yeah. Um, I think probably, I'm trying to think, because there's like, yeah. there's so many fairy tales and stuff mm-hmm. that I think are brilliant, and I, I would be interested to see a more, um, real take on the Brothers Grimm stories. Yeah. Like, not Disney-fied, of course, like, a, a majority of their movies, their classic movies have come from those stories. Well, it's the history of, like, almost all, like, yeah, fairy tale-based movies. Yeah. Um, and I think you really would just, like, you'd have to find the right story. I don't yeah. have one in particular that's sticking out in my brain. But yeah, but that, those ones I think would be a lot of fun to, to see, and it's mm-hmm. authentic authentic story absolutely absolutely is there any movies that like you were convinced were disney movies when you were a kid that are not disney movies at all well i guess it's a disney movie now but anastasia yeah and like those series of like thumbelina and there was another one furry belly yes and furry belly has like simultaneously the hottest and most uncomfortable villain yes and I think it's just Tim Curry's voice. <laughs> I was about to say, it's all Tim Curry for that one, for sure. <laughs> but it is. I'm like, why? Do I want to make out with a pile of slime? <laughs> I think I do, and I don't like it. Where'd it all begin? Yeah. This <laughs> telling you a lot about myself. I, but yeah, like, I was, I thought, I was, I think it's just because I thought all movies, like all animated movies, were or Disney, and they're not. And there's a lot of ones that I love that aren't Disney movies. I'm trying to think, of, I know DreamWorks has done some phenomenal movies where I'm like, that's not Disney. Like it, it kind of feels oh, like it would be. What is it? That's like about a troll in Central Park. <gasps> troll in Central Park. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Or, it's so good. Or it's like the princess and the trolls. Yes. His little green thumb. Uh, I love that movie. Uh, We're Back. I don't think it's a Disney movie. <gasps> That's right. That weird fucking movie with dinosaurs going That Don't call it weird. That was a great movie. <laughs> Just the cop. Like, conceptually, yeah. absolutely insane. <laughs> But I don't necessarily know if we can say it's like, oh, that's a weird movie. It's like, that's where you're drawing the line? <laughs> Is time-traveling dinosaurs? <laughs> it was so much fun. It's so such a good movie. 
Um, what was the other one I just saw? Um, Spirit, the one about the horses. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a really good movie. I thought that was Disney for a long time. But nope, that's DreamWorks. Mm-hmm. Trying to find more. Oh, Prince of Egypt. That movie is absolutely stunning. It's gorgeous. Visually incredible. And the songs were amazing. Again, it's those, like, 90s movie soundtracks yeah. that slap for no apparent fucking reason. They went fucking hard on that one. Yeah. And I like learning or finding out that they tried to make it as authentic as possible. They spent like, a lot of time. They did. They which actually, I really appreciated. Like, they hired people to come in, like, um, historians to make sure it was, like, as close as possible. Yeah. Where it's, like, they picked fabrics and patterns. Yes. Yeah. And based on this, the food was all done based on what would have been available at the time period. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is important because you need to be, if you're going to be profiting off of these stories from other cultures, you need to be very conscious and aware of representing those cultures properly. Yes, I agree. Well, I didn't realize that the Iron Giant wasn't. Disney. I didn't realize the Iron Giant wasn't either. The Iron Giant's a great film. Do you know which one I always think is not Disney and it is? Which one? The Brave Little Toaster. That's Disney? That is Disney. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah. I remember seeing it but like, holy fuck, that was another one that scared the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> it's just every part of that movie is just like a fever dream. <laughs> uh, the Secret of Nim. Dark but beautiful. I didn't think I would have feelings for a fucking rat. Uh, no, he was a mouse. The the night one. No, I can't, I know what you're talking. I'm trying to think now. I'm making that face at you because I'm trying to think, <laughs> not because I don't know what you're talking about. She gave me the stink eye. I did. I did it. I do it accidentally, very frequently, because apparently that's what my face falls into when I zone out. Um. And uh, somebody was leaving Felicia's house the other day, and I was looking at it because I can see it from my front stairs. And I zoned out in my resting bitch face. <laughs> and this poor, it was her niece, and she looks over and makes eye contact with me before I zone back in. So it just looks like I'm glaring at her from across the road. I've done that, but it looks like I'm looking at someone's crotch and like I'm swearing. <laughs> Like, it happened at the pool, like, a couple weeks ago, where I'm just, like, not thinking about anything, and I'm just kind of, like, enjoying the hot tub, and it looks like I'm creepily looking at this woman across from me. It's like, oh, shit, no. It's like, I promise, I just, I'm not very bright. <laughs> I'm having a moment. Yeah, like, I don't know what to tell you, it's bad news. Oh, Quest for Camelot wasn't Disney. I knew that that one was DreamWorks, just because of the art style and I feel like mm. it was because it was like late enough yeah in my watching of kids shows that I was like oh like this is not it's not Disney yeah Swan Princess that's another really good Swan one. Princess is great also not Disney <laughs> but that's one movie where it's like I I knew yeah but it was great it's beautiful all right we're gonna take a quick pause and then I guess we will wrap up for the hot takes excellent Talk soon. Hello, hello. Welcome back. All right. Felicia had a topic she wanted to bring up, so we're going to talk about that. 
Yeah, I'd like to know what your favorite uh, Disney cartoons or TV shows were. Um, I have to really think about that because... There's so many. Yeah. <laughs> and weirdly, I didn't watch a ton of the TV shows just because... I just don't want, know why. I just didn't. Um... I'll start with mine. My yeah. my top choice is Gargoyles. Yes. Like, that was one of my all-time oh, favorites. Well, and Gargoyles was just a great show, regardless of what it was. So well done. Yeah. I think a lot of it is, like, both shows that I watched. Like, movies I had a lot more leeway with to, like, pick what we wanted. Because it was, like, family movies. Right. Whereas if it was shows, it was me and Dustin sitting down to watch shows together. So I didn't get to watch what I wanted to watch very often. So it was, like... I was like the Spider-Man cartoon, like Batman <laughs> cartoon, which is great, and I love yeah. them. Why I'm the way I am now. <laughs> but we also watched like the Ghostbusters TV show. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Ghostbusters cartoon. Sidebar: Have you seen they put out a new trailer? Yeah, for the new Ghostbusters movie. It looks so good. Yeah, I'm so excited. I think one of my favorite parts has been watching reaction videos from like major fans of the people who actually grew up when Ghostbusters first came out. So they had like this whole era of just dedication to Star uh stores, um Ghostbusters. Yeah. So I love seeing their reactions and they're getting all emotional. It's like, oh Oh, it was like I I can't I can't wait. I'm so excited. And I guess like it was Funny because when I first got Disney Plus and started watching Gargoyles, like instantly, mom sitting down, she's like, Holy shit, like I used to watch this with you all the time. That was like our show together. Like, oh my god. I pre made a list because I'm like, I know I'm going to forget something. Uh, Kim Possible? <gasps> yes! She's on my list too. Kim Possible, yep. Um, she go changed some things in my life, <laughs> which was a lot. Um, I could see that when you, um, Kayla posted something on Facebook the other day of like what villain comes to mind when you look at, like when you think of me. Yeah. And Shiko was one of the ones that I was thinking about. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I, I, I put a gif of Hela. Which Mercy. admittedly... <laughs> There is nothing that's made, like, given me, like, more joy about how I am perceived than the responses to that, because they were all fantastic. They were. Like, I just want to be a slightly hot, like, a slightly goth hot lady villain. Is that weird? Like, is that what I want? That That's what I want for my life? You're, like, halfway there. I really am. Like, I'm, I'm working on it. I just need to start with my plans for world domination. <laughs> and then we're done. Um, yeah, yeah. Shigo definitely was, like, just the best counterpart to Kim Possible. Oh, so good. Everything about it was so good. It was witty. And, like, the jokes were genuinely good. Yeah. The fight scenes were great. It was female empowerment. There was a lot of belly shirts. It was fantastic. It was great. Um, this one's a newer one, and it's Ari's favorite show. Oh, really? Because uh, we've gone back and watched it because it's all available on Disney Plus and it's Gravity Falls. My nephew just started, uh, 
just finished that as well. It's he, so good. It's so funny. Um, and it's great. There's like so many fun Easter eggs and the characters are super fantastic and the mysteries are fun and it's kind of weird yeah. in the best possible way. So that was a newer one. I didn't like, obviously I didn't watch that one growing up, but because it came out in 2012. Yeah, that's when I was kind of stopped watching the Disney cartoons and stuff because I just, I didn't think I would get the humor. I didn't think I would like it. So it was just whatever. But TK started watching it at school, apparently. And then So he carried on from mm-hmm. there. Yeah, there's only two seasons of it, which is so unfortunate. Uh, what else is on your list? DuckTales. Yes. Such a classic. So good. Very, very good. I'm torn about wanting to watch the new one. I've watched you know? some of the new one, and it's good. It's different. Yeah. But it's not bad. Like, I, it's well done. I think, mm-hmm. like, the stories are fun. It's nice because they've, like, really, like, opened up to some, like, more diversity of characters. Yeah, they've good. introduced some really interesting characters. Because um, I think that's ending soon as well, unfortunately. Yeah, I think so. I think they canceled it. Which is a bummer, but it's been a few seasons, so there's at least some of it. Yeah. Um, House of Mouse. I grew up on that one. Loved House of Mouse. I loved seeing all the characters interacting where you never just, thought they would interact. Just, the, the beginning of it every time was always so funny to me. Yeah. When it's just surveying a table full of just <laughs> random ass characters. And it's just like I, don't, like, I don't get it. Yeah. But I like it. For the longest time, one of my favorite Halloween moments was watching the House of Mouse Halloween special. Oh, I was love the House of Mouse Halloween special. I still have it on VHS. They're so good. They were so good. They were always just like this excellent cavalcade of villains and like henchmen. Yeah. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Do you have any of the live action ones that you... I never really cared for them, to be honest. It what? never caught There's... my attention. I was obsessed with Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, thinking back, Lizzie McGuire was one of them. Um, I guess I'm thinking about the newer ones. Some people might kill me, but like I kind of hated Hannah Montana. Well, I never watched it. I like I like Miley Cyrus so much more now. Yeah, than anything to do with Hannah Montana or like her early acting career. Same. Because she stopped giving any fucks, and I appreciate that as a life choice. Well, I think it's hard, too, when it's, like, she, you can tell that she probably felt stuck. Oh, it's, well, it's, like, I have a contract, I have to obey the contract, blah, blah, blah. Well, I think that's a lot of the, like, the Disney kids. Like, once yeah. you have anybody who is, was on Disney as a youth, they, they, they can't do anything. Yeah. So I thought she went, like, a little too hard once the Hannah Montana ended, and now she's at the perfect stage where it's, like, She's found herself. She's found her the, her music taste that she's just gonna go hard for. So I appreciate a lot of her newer things. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at like some of like the lists of stuff. I refuse to watch live action uh, Kim Possible. That no, looked, like trash as well. No, like not not interested. At first, I was really excited, and then I just started seeing all the stills from it. I'm like, this, this is not it. 
The Proud Family, I thought, like, I know it's not live action, but The Proud Family was another one I liked. Yeah, I really liked those. And then there was also, like, so I think, like, the Disney TV channel, like, they acquired a lot of stuff that yeah. we associate as being Disney-based programming now, but they were actually, like, made by other people. Oh. Um, like, technically, like, the 101 Dalmatian series was not made by Disney. It was made by Buena Vista. Really? Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. And then... Oh, that's so Raven. Yep. I did watch that so Raven. <laughs> I And that's one I didn't watch very much. Like, I watched the odd episode here and there. Yeah. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Yes. Was very good. Also technically made by Buena Vista. Wow. Darkwing Duck. <gasps> really? Well, yeah. DuckTales was also, like, acquired by them, but is a Buena Vista property. Really? So, like, they all are now owned by Disney. Yeah. But, um... Huh. Darkwing Duck is also the best. So much fun. <laughs> Darkwing Duck is so good. Because he was a character on DuckTales and got his own spin-off. Yes. That, I did find that happened a few times with a few shows. Like, uh... Um, oh, hold on here. What's that? looking at this now it actually looks like it was the other way really darkwing duck was the original show and the ducktales is the spin-off really huh ducktales 1987 oh no never mind i'm, I'm lost my <laughs> i've lost the plot so one one cartoon that I, I truly loved and I thought was a fever dream for a very long time was uh, Gummy Bears. <laughs> I feel like I'm having a stroke. <laughs> like, I haven't thought about that in years. Oh, I've been like, I've been so tempted to just rewatch it on Disney Plus. So I'm like, I should just do it. You should. I'm I'm can't even remember anything about it. <laughs> I just like vividly remember it feeling like a fever dream. It's very. It was the kind of like in like the Renaissance age or something. And I don't know why. Part of me always felt like it was like um a call, like a take on the Care Bears <laughs> to a degree. I'm pretty sure it was loosely <laughs> like it's just like. What? <laughs> I've pulled it up now, and I'm just like, I really, I really do feel like I am having a, a fucking stroke. Like, it's, what is happening? What is it? What'd you find? So, of the series, is 65 episodes. Wow. 30 consist, consist of two 11-minute cartoons. They're thereby bringing the series to 95 distinct episodes overall. For the Gummy Bears? Yeah. Really? It's well remembered for its theme music and for the Gummy Bear Juice, a type of magic potion granting <laughs> the berries an ability to bounce away from their foes. When a human, when given to humans, the juice temporarily grants them superhuman strength. Like, that's what I remember about it. It's just like, 
It just felt like doing drugs. <laughs> they were getting lit. Just getting <laughs> real lost in the sauce, apparently. With their gummy bear juice. <laughs> I was like, there's some of there's some of those that I remember watching as kids, where I mean it in like the best way possible, where it feels like it, I was having a mental breakdown. Hundred percent. There's quite a few shows like that. Muppet Babies is fucking insane. <laughs> Muppet Babies. There's no part of Muppet Babies that makes any goddamn sense. No, not a sure. single moment. From concept to execution, <laughs> no part of Muppet Babies seems like a coherent thought from somebody who wasn't doing massive amounts of cocaine. Was it a cartoon or was it like an actual like Muppets? I can't remember. I, it's I been it's both. both. <laughs> Definitely both. I think originally it was puppets because right. it was proper Muppets. The same as like Fraggle Rock. Right. Yeah. Oh my I God. love Fraggle, Fraggle Rock, Rock though. But Fraggle Rock is also then- a fucking fever dream. Thank you, Jim Henson. I feel like maybe Jim Henson was just like on cocaine. Uh, that would not surprise me. I, I mean, am not smearing the like memory of Jim Henson. I love him and he's made some amazing things. But he's also made enough things that are so weird so that it's like, weird. do you do acid? I think he must have, considering he gave us the labyrinth and like the dark crystal, which is like holy <gasps> fun. Oh, some great movies. Great movies, but like but they're so, <laughs> so weird. Um, I learned. Do you want to learn learn the terrible fact that I learned recently? So, do you know anything about like the Challenger rocket launch right, that happened in the eighties? The one that blew up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, vaguely. So you know like the how it's just like it was horrifying, it was televised, everybody yeah. watched them all explode. Um and how this feels like we feels like we're currently in the cur- most cursed timeline. Yeah. It could have been worse. Oh no. Would you like to know why? Why would it be worse? Or how could it have been worse? Um so initially they were going to send as part of like a cross promotioning event to get kids interested in sciences they were going to send big bird on the (laughs) like the actor and the costume was gonna go up on the challenger oh my god and the only reason he did it is because they couldn't get a suit around his costume like around the big bird costume do you know how lucky you're a man the guy who acted as Big Bird. Do you know how lucky you were? <laughs> Just picture, you have all oh, of these fuck. Sesame Street kids who, like, are watching it to, like, because Big Bird's yeah. going on the space pit. And you have, like, a whole bunch of four to eight-year-olds watching Big Bird fucking explode. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, I was gonna say, I, I can tell we're saying it, but just, like, can you can you imagine the memes now about it? Dear Lord, because <laughs> you know some assholes would be out there making memes. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Oh God, yeah, that would have been would have fucked up a whole generation even more. Yeah, even it's like more. we were already riding the struggle bus here, yeah, guys. Like we're not having. Uh, I'm straight up not having a good time right now <laughs> at all. <laughs> at all. 
But yeah, so there's a fun fact, Jim Henson related. Hawk. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Too much. Too much. Too much. Pork drum. No, no. Perfect. <laughs> not part of that. Big Bird of Sesame Street. Yeah. They're all made this, by Jim Henson, yes. though. They're all weird, giant fucking puppets. They're all made by Jim Henson. Yes. I could just, I can just picture, like, Kermit just putting his, like, fingers in his mouth, like, oh, no. <laughs> Back to you, Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> that would have added, like, a whole other element, because there is a docuseries now on Netflix about the the accident. The Challenger explosion, yeah. That would have been an episode by itself. <laughs> oh, God. Televised traumatic events. All in our lifetime. <laughs> I'm not saying it's still not the most cursed timeline, but I'm just saying it could have been worse. <laughs> it could have been worse. <laughs> Jim Henson properties have all been absolutely insane. They have been, yeah. I love Fraggle Rock, admittedly. But that's another one where what the actual fuck is happening? And there's a new one coming out. No. Yeah. I refuse. Calgary, uh, being filmed in Calgary, it's a new season. It's all puppets still. Oh, thank God. I was like, as long as it's still puppets, like, I would consider it. It's still puppets. Like, even, like, the new Dark Crystal that came out was actually really well done. Yes. Admittedly, I didn't watch all of the movie. But I was like, okay, I'm curious about the cartoon or the series that came out. Yeah. I'm very upset that they aren't making season two. I think it didn't do as well as they were hoping. But it's like, okay, but you picked probably like the weirdest subset of Jim Henson fans and like 90s nostalgia stuff. Yeah. Where it was, yeah, it's a cult classic, but it was also fucking weird when it came out. <laughs> so weird. Oh, like, Dark Crystal's great, but the movie makes no goddamn sense. Everything about it is super weird. Agreed. Oh, Dinosaurs. I completely forgot Dinosaurs was Jim Henson. Yes. That was one I just restarted watching, too, and I was like, what the fuck? I love Dinosaurs. <laughs> it's really good, but what the fuck? Fucking, that's a lot. So much, like, sarcasm just oozing out of each character. The... Part of me, like, loves it because it is just a puppet, a dinosaur puppet version of a sitcom. Right. But then it's also, like, watching it now, it's just like, oh, but it's just a dinosaur puppet version of a 90s sitcom. <laughs> which is just all about a fat, lazy dad with a super hot wife who hates his kids. It really is. <laughs> it really is. But that's, like, all sitcom dads from yeah. the 90s. <laughs> I'm looking at you, married with children. <laughs> fucking Bundy family. Fuck the Bundys. Like, <laughs> it's like, you are the worst human being on television. Have you looked at your wife? She's so hot. So hot. And I love that she just, she, she wasn't doing it to get his. To, oh no, like she could give two fucks yeah. whether or not he looked at her. Did that you was just she, like, oh, she's doing yeah. it for herself. And I appreciate that. But that's. And that trend is, like, dying out, but it definitely still is there. I'm exhausted by that whole concept, though. 
of be, looking good for your partner. No, of like in sitcom families where it's just like the dad is just an asshole who is living a power fantasy of like doing the bare minimum but having everything everything and like being successful and having a good looking wife and just being a dick to everybody all the time. Yeah. Not interested in that story anymore. Thank you. Well, especially when there's no character growth. Like, that's Ugh. it. That's that's all that's you are. Yeah. yeah. But even though it's episodic, you're still just, there's, like, oh, you said you loved your kid the one time in, like, five seasons. Congratulations. You should love your kid all the time. <laughs> Ugh. It's exhausting. Just a smidge. Trying to think of other cartoons or TV shows that I really liked. Yeah, like I said, like I didn't watch a lot of the TV based stuff. Like I watched all of the movies as they mm. came out, and but really was not doing a lot of the TV show based jazz just personally because I didn't get to have control of the TV very often. That's <laughs> what happens when you have an older brother. Thanks, Dustin. <laughs> Just call him out directly. <laughs> All the shows you missed out on. <laughs> Rude. Get it together. <laughs> um, so do you want to take a quick break while we figure out our next topics? And then we'll uh, probably do one more section, and then yeah. that'll be good for the uh, this episode, I think. Sounds good. All right. So we'll, we'll pause and regroup, and then we'll uh, do a closing topic, and... Call her, uh, call her done. All right. And we're back. You brought up talking about the live action remakes. Yeah. Polarizing, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what are your thoughts? I like a couple of them, but so far I've been underwhelmed yeah i feel like that's a fair um summarization and slightly annoyed <laughs> yeah especially with, with, with some of the, the choices they made with a few of the movies um i guess i'll start with the movies that i liked the most i thought they did a pretty good job with um i recently watched cinderella for the first time i actually i found it was not bad i liked it a lot yeah. better than i liked beauty and beast really yeah oh, okay for the longest time, I thought, like, maybe it would be too corny or they were just going to go too heavy on, like, the the Disney aspect of it. Um, but watching it, I was like, oh, this is really well done. They really fleshed out the stepmother character. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Kate Blanchett, hello. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you can't. You can't do wrong. Yeah. Like, you can't have her and then not give her stuff to work with. And, and finding ways to sort of sympathize with her. To be like, you know, she had a husband that she loved and adored and then he died. And then she had another husband and he died. Um, now it was like really just financial gain because she doesn't want to be in the doghouse essentially mm -hmm. with her two kids. Yeah. Um, so closing off her heart essentially to just any type of love other than from her daughters. Uh, I actually did really like Beauty and the Beast. It wasn't that I didn't like it. Yeah. I don't want to say that I didn't like it. You just I Cinderella. just I thought Cinderella was better. Like I can 
I, I think I would rather watch Cinderella again before mm -hmm. I would watch Beauty and the Beast. But I did like with, with Beauty and the Beast, like like I said, they fleshed out characters. They kind of explained what happened to her mom. Which I like. Yeah. I, I think there was some really excellent story beats that were in, that have been included. Yeah. And a lot of the live action ones that were not touched on the same way in the animated films, which is fine. Yeah. Or they tried and it just made no sense. It was like you could have thrown like Mulan, you can just throw half that shit out the window. <laughs> Those decisions. I'll get to Mulan in a second, though. That's a whole other thing. Fair, fair. Um, the other one I really liked, that I thought they did a good job with, was uh, Jungle Book. I was just about to say, I think the one that I've liked the best yeah. is Jungle Book. Because like the little actor that they chose, he did so good. He carried that movie, and the voice acting was so good. Visually, it was stunning. Dying. Like, they did such a phenomenal job because it could have been real corny really, really easily. And unfortunately, like, John Favreau did the Jungle Book and he also did the Lion King. Mm -hmm. But what he missed in the Lion King was showing any emotion in the animals. Where he did, he did a better job with that in the Jungle Book, I found. Yeah. Found. But yeah, because they were trying to make it so hyper realistic, and it just doesn't work. Not when it comes to like talking animals. Yeah, I don't okay, think yeah. they need to look dead in the eyes. <laughs> like they're not taxidermy. <laughs> I did see a Tumblr post recently where someone was talking about how because the Jungle Book is a retelling of the story of, story of uh, Hamlet. Oh, basically, really? yeah. Okay. Like it is beat for beat, basically the story of Hamlet. <laughs> Did you say Lion King or Jungle Book? Lion King. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Um, so somebody was like, "Just picture it now. If you were, if Shakespeare was to come back to life and you were to show <laughs> him the Lion King right now, he would think that is the best movie ever." Right. Like, he would be like, this is, I didn't even know doing it as lions was an option. <laughs> like, he'd lose his mind, and they're right. 100%. But, like, I can appreciate what John Favreau was doing for The Lion King. I appreciate how real they did look. They did. Like, it was. And a lot of the voice acting was incredible. Um, I could have done, done without Beyonce as Nala. I'm sorry. Not her forte. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's like love Beyonce, but I think it was like I think it was just too heavily. It's like it's, I'm Beyonce, so I'm just gonna continue to be Beyonce, you know, which is fine. Yeah, but I thought you like, are Beyonce, yeah. but at the same time, it's like this is about inhabiting a different character, yeah. and Nala is not Beyonce. No, not at all. However, uh, John Oliver as Zazu. Yes. Was the so perfect fucking casting choice. Even like Donald Glover as Simba, I thought was really good. I yeah. liked him. I thought that made I sense. I also just like Donald Glover. Yeah. I, I didn't mind Seth Rogen and Billy, her last name, as Timon uh, and Simba. Eichner? Yes, I think that's yeah. his last name. I didn't mind them. I thought they had decent chemistry. I think comedic timing between them was really great, yeah. but I also feel like... It's Seth Rogen. Yeah, and you can't... <laughs> Seth Rogen's one of those people who I love, Yeah, but he will forever be Seth Rogen. Like, you can't... 
I thought he did a better job as Mantis in uh, Kung Fu Panda. Yes. Whereas like in, in Pumba, it's just like that's all I hear. Is, yeah, is Seth Rogen. Like I said, not bad, but but I think Jungle Book was much better. Much better. Much much better. Uh, were, are there any other movies that you've liked? Uh, I think for me, those two were like kind of like the big ones were Cinderella and Jungle Book were the ones I really liked. Yeah. Um, and I liked Beauty and the Beast. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. Like I didn't, was it upset about the, about the Lion King? Like it was mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. But I also feel so strongly about the, the animated movie that yeah. it's just like, meh. Is underwhelming. The same for Aladdin. Um, I didn't mind Aladdin. I thought they did an okay job. My, I thought the costuming and uh, was, was absolutely incredible. And I think even like the set design and stuff yeah. was really great. But I found I wasn't like I was really rooting for Aladdin in the animated movie. Yeah, and like he was so charming and so charismatic. And I just feel like it was missing that. It was missing some pizzazz, like something to like sink you into the characters. I think yeah. the setting had all of that like yeah. wonderful opulence that was beautiful visually. And the set design was great. I also like am not super was not super jazzed about Will Smith. I'm glad that he wasn't trying to do Robin Williams. Absolutely. I'm glad that he came in as like, I have my own vision for Genie. Uh, Genie. I'm going to do it my way. I appreciate what he did. And he had like his own little homage to, or is that homage? homage? Yeah. Homage, um, yeah. Homage to Robin Williams, which I thought was really great. But yeah, it was like, I'll stick to the original. Yeah, where it was like, I wasn't mad about it. But even, like, Jasmine, I was so disappointed with Jasmine and how they did her. Because she was so strong and sassy. Yeah. And, like, take no shit, I fucking have a tiger. Exactly. (laughs) And it's like they gave her this speechless song, and I'm like, but she was never like that. You know, like, when she spoke, everyone listened. Everyone was scared when she was mad. (laughs) Yeah. Rather than just go Like, she is this, like, big, fiery personality in the first one, which I think was part of the reason so many people loved Jasmine. Yeah. Because a lot, leading up to when we got Jasmine as a Disney princess, a lot of the princesses were tame, timid girls. Which is fine, but it was such a, like, a refreshing change. And it was a reflection of, like, that... The time. The time of that increased... Um, feminine empowerment, and I feel like they did her a big disservice. They did. Like, she looked beautiful, and like you said, the costume fit so well with Jasmine, but, like, her attitude wasn't there. Like you said, the sass wasn't really there. Yeah. We were just missing that little oomph from her. Yeah. There was, it was as much as it was just missing some spice. Yeah. It felt, it felt bland. Even Jafar, like I remember everyone made a big deal about how Jafar looked hot, and then not really. I mean, he did, but like not like overly so. It's like, yeah, like he looks good. Yeah, but like everyone made it out to be like he's so hot, he's hotter than like Aladdin and stuff. Oh, do I think Jafar is hotter than Aladdin in the <laughs> in the live action? One hundred percent. Really? Yep. 
I don't know. I just I couldn't. I just never thought that he was that threatening. Oh no, I, I was not threatened with him. I thought he was hot. Right. Um. Live action Jafar. That's not him. <laughs> no, this, this was like people that like. Fan casting. Yeah. He's not threatening. No. But he's a babe. <laughs> well, that one picture just below. I've him smiling. Yeah. I know he's not really supposed to smile. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just um so and. So, like, the live-action Aladdin... Yeah. He's really cute. He is. I thought that was pretty decent casting. For yeah, him. like, and I, th- I think he looks good in the setting, and I think... The hair is one of the things that really sold me, because I thought they did a really great job. Yeah. Because his, like, swoopy, like, <laughs> hair... Tussled. Yeah, tussled hair. Love that. Love that for him. Um, oh, that picture of Will Smith as Genie does not look good. His neck is so thick and not in a good way. <laughs> you can tell it's photoshopped on. And that's what takes it away. Yeah. And it's, I feel like there were so many. The girl who plays Jasmine was absolutely beautiful too. She's gorgeous. She's so beautiful. And I just, I wanted, I wanted them to give her. That spark. Yeah. Something to like really work with, you know. Like Jasmine would cut someone. A hundred percent. Jasmine will cut a bitch. And I'm not even... Yeah, some of the choices in Aladdin, I was just kind of like, eh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I would, if I'm listening to the songs, I would much prefer Robin Williams' version of the the songs or just the cartoons. Yep. But yeah, like, there's lots of it that I think was really well done because I think that the the setting was beautiful. The costumes are... Um, honestly, they might be some of the best mm-hmm. costuming that they've done in any of the live action movies. Agreed. But I just, I was so underwhelmed with the movie and I feel like we've seen how they can do CGI. Yes. And I don't think that it was, and I don't like, I don't know much about the production if it was rushed or anything, but I definitely feel like the CGI for a lot of the moments was underwhelming. I agree, because there's there's been some movies where it's just like this this isn't needed. Yeah, like Mulan. I truly did not like Mulan. I haven't sat down and watched it yet because the the parts that I have seen were just not great. <laughs> I think it was mostly the 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 choices they've made with the story I didn't agree with. It's like you have a nearly perfect story with the with the animated movie. Mm-hmm. I get you want to expand on it and that's fine because you want to feel like the up to two hours or longer. But overall it was just disappointing. I was like, oh I wish I I paid the $35. <laughs> I learned my lesson. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> There's certain movies where I will 
and I don't regret it. Like Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, so good. So good. Raya was incredible. I loved it. It was all like it had very, very gay vibes. Yeah, which I was yeah. into. And I, I appreciate that there was no like romance. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't about that. No, it was about being committed to a cause yeah and learning to trust that was the biggest thing is like not just trust not only trusting other people but trusting, trusting yourself, yourself was the biggest thing and trusting your instincts of like I, I need to not listen to what's happened in the past i need to focus on like what the now exactly and in this moment i need to trust everyone around me yes or it's like Black Widow. Of course, I'm going to spend $35 as much as I guess Scarlett Johansson isn't happy about that. But I don't have any other choice unless you want me to pirate the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I don't love that either. Like, I don't want to spend a, a round trip just to see a movie only. <laughs> Would I do it? Probably. Certain movies, just not for Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. Not because I didn't like it, but just because, you know. Um, so, how did you feel about Cruella? I did not watch it. I don't think I want to watch it. I I have my mom watched it and oh, she told she? me about it because I was like, I don't think I want to watch it. And she said she was like, it was fine. But it was underwhelming. And it's one of those things where I don't think we needed it. That's my biggest takeaway from it is like, who asked for this? <laughs> yeah. Like who asked for a Corella backstory? I didn't. Not really. I never... That's not the first villain that I think of. If I was going to pick a villain who I wanted to know more yeah. about them, she would not have been the first one I picked. She wouldn't even be top ten. <laughs> she might have made top ten for me. <laughs> but there's villains that I would have loved to have learned more about first. Yeah. And I feel like... And it sucks because I love Emma Stone. Yeah. And I think she looks great. I just... I, the costume... Again, another one. The costumes are fucking incredible. Yeah. And it, I love that it's, like, base. Like, there's parts of it that I really like. Like, I love, like, the, like, punk aesthetics of, like, yeah. 80s London. Like, that is super interesting to me. But I also just, like, I don't really care. <laughs> exactly. Even, like... And I don't want you to try to make me sympathize with a woman who tried to skin fucking dogs! Exactly. That's the biggest thing. It's, like, why are you trying to make her a sympathetic character? You can't even Maleficent to a degree. I like the first movie, but I don't like some of the choices they made for Maleficent because she's supposed to be the overall bad guy. She, it, Yeah. I really liked Maleficent, though. Oh, okay. I do really like that movie. I, I, I did like it, don't get me wrong, but I just thought, like, if you're going to give her a backstory, then have it where it's before Aurora's born. You know, yeah. not have it where Aurora is alive and then they have a mother-daughter relationship. I'm like, but that wasn't... Unless it's part of, like, the... There's, like, a, a Brothers Grin telling of it and that's how it goes. Yeah, and it's like, do I think it would have made more sense to, like, show just the, the leading up to Aurora's birth yeah. and, like, go way more in-depth into, like, her growing up with Steve, like... Yeah. With Stefan... And showing that that's the reason she... That I would have been way more okay with. Yeah. Because it's like... I mean, there is a level of pettiness that I appreciate <laughs> yeah. with her just showing up and being mad she didn't get invited to a party and just fuck everybody. 
But I think if they were going to do a backstory, I think it would have shown why she was so upset about that. And also why they wouldn't have invited her in the first place. Like that would have been a much more grounded story without changing a lot of the story that we know. Which I guess like at the, in the time frame of the story, that's like a major insult. You don't invite someone who's technically royalty to a degree that's a slap to the face. Yeah. Like, even if you don't like them, you still invite them. Yeah. Um, so I just pulled up a list of some of the upcoming ones. So maybe we can like rapid fire which ones we're most excited about. Okay. So we have The Little Mermaid. No. N- yeah. I think my biggest thing for The Little Mermaid is going to be so CGI'd. And it's going to be very difficult to do actual acting like underwater. Yeah. That's going to be the biggest thing. It's like, how are you going to make it look real? But, I mean, think about how they made Aquaman look. That's true. That's very true. So, it's going to, I think it's really going to depend on on the effects. Yeah. Because I think if they can get the effects right, I think it could be really good. Um, there's, I like that they're doing an unknown person for Ariel. Me too. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um... There's some other weird casting choices. However, I'm super excited about David Diggs being Sebastian. Oh, that should be fun. Who love him. So I think that'll be good. So this one I'm on the fence with, but I get why you can say eh. I'll I'll wait to see the trailer. Yes. To kind of make that determination. Okay. Pinocchio, which you had said earlier you were... This is a different Pinocchio, though. Yeah. So this Pinocchio, I didn't realize was going to be for... Disney. Like Disney's actually doing a live action. And it looks like Tom Hanks is gonna be in the cast somewhere. I'm get guessing it's gonna be Geppetto. That would be the most logical. Yeah. Um I think once we get more casting, it might be fun. It'll be interesting to see how they do Pinocchio. I'm guessing that's gonna be the tra- the Disney take on it, whereas uh Del Toros is gonna be probably the, the more the fairy like, tale traditional fairy dark. tale, yeah. Uh, Peter Pan. Oh, God. Just let him die. I like the story <laughs> of Peter Pan, but I'm I, with you. I think they've just redone it so many times in a very short time frame where I'm just like, I don't care. Um, and they are, we already have the best live action Peter Pan movie. It came out in the 2000s and it was perfect. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with it. It is an excellent movie. It is one of my favorite adaptations of Peter Pan. And it was live action. And we don't need to fucking do it again. And also, it's like, I loved Hook. Yeah. I love the take of, like, an older Peter Pan completely forgetting and coming back. Yeah. And finding that wonder again. I thought that was really well done. But, like, I hated the one where they white, um, white-casted Tiger Lily. Yeah. Rudy Mara. I was like, I'm never watching this, even though I was kind of excited for the, all the other cast. Fuck you guys! You're not getting my money. Yeah, where it's just like I I get why you're I get why you feel that way about it because we have we have seen a lot of different takes on the story very recently, so I probably don't really care all of that much. Exactly. And I've already seen my favorite live action version. Yeah. It's already happened. Skip for me. Snow White. Another one. Another poor horse beaten dead. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because. We've seen so many retakes on the story, and I just... Snow White's never been one of my favorites. Um, it's not my go-to either. No. But I know that there's one 
coming out with Camila Cabello. She, yeah, she's making a Snow White movie. Why? why? Great question. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's supposed to be like, um, you know how Brandy did Cinderella? I guess so. I think they're trying to do that and make it modern, but they've done that a few times now. And in different yeah, ways. I just, I'm not super not interested. Super not interested in another live action Cinderella movie. Hunchback of Notre Dame. That would be interesting. I I think if you can find a really good actor that can do the physical role of Quasimodo, you could it could be good. I also but I also don't want to see a live action Claude Robo. True. <laughs> That's it's like, gonna... oh that could be either great or fucking nightmare Haunting. fuel. Uh oh, yeah. Josh, oh Josh Gad. Uh, is on board to produce it. So I think oh, that's, okay. that is kind of, that makes me feel a little bit better because yeah. I really like Josh Gad. And he and, comes from the Broadway background. And I think if you're going to do it as a full-blown musical, which is what they're talking about doing it as, you need somebody who understands the workings of Disney. He's done enough Disney movies yeah. now. Um, who comes from a Broadway background. Um and who is really great about physical inhabitants yeah. of different characters. So I think that he would be, like, that's a pretty... And who's a fan. You yeah. want him to be a fan. Yes. Prince Charming. Ugh. You could not pay me enough fucking money to watch a Prince Charming movie. Good God. He's, like, the most boring prince out there. Dear God. I didn't even know they wanted to make one. This is like a Corella thing. Who asked for this? Nobody. No one. And I think that's the issue with Disney at the moment, where it's like they're—it seems like they're running out of ideas, so they're just like grasping at straws. And I wish like there's so many interesting ideas on the marketplace. And again, this we talked about this during fan fiction. Yeah. Where I'm—I don't. And I think that's another one of my big problems with the live action remake situation is I get it. But at the same time, it's like, why are we just redoing stories we've already done instead of yeah. finding new stories? Especially ones where it's, it seems like everyone else is doing the same fucking thing. Exactly. It's like, oh, look, there's two Pinocchios. Now there's two Peter Pans. Now there's this. Now it's like, if other people are doing it, scrap it. Yeah. Postpone it. Do it later. But don't just charge ahead with a story that is garbage. Like an oversaturated. Yeah. But yeah. So could not pay me money to watch a Prince Charming movie. Have no, no interest in watching that. Thank you very yeah. much. Robin Hood. That could be fun. Oh, the project is described as a musical live action mm. animation hybrid. So oh. please tell me that they're actually doing it with the like animal based please do because that will be the only one. way that i will be interested in this because this is another one of those stories where there's been so many versions of robin hood yeah but i fucking love the disney robin hood with the anthropomorphic animals it and if they're gonna do it take. let's do it please commit commit you sons of bitches especially that's what like, i want yeah. especially you can you can do so much with the music yes like, you can have so much fun with it Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Hercules. Um, they don't even know yet if it'll be a musical. 
Um, but Becker. it won't be a literal translation. If this really happened in Mulan situation, fuck you guys. If it ends, <laughs> I'm nervous with Mulan because they were like, oh, like we're not going to make it a musical and we're not going to make it too close to the previous one, which is fine. But I don't, if, if that's what Hercules is going to be, I'm going to be really upset. One thing I will say, and I hope I'm not spoiling it for you. They used the music from the animated show, for, from the movie, but they wouldn't do any singing with it. And it's like you're waiting the entire time for them to start singing. It's like, if you don't want to do it, don't use the music. Yeah, because I recognize this, and I am waiting for somebody to fucking... Fucking belt it. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you shut your whore mouth. Uh, Bambi. Fuck off. No, don't care. Oliver Twist. Mm. So... What? So this is a weird one. Disney is... Ice Cube! They captain <laughs> Ice Cube already! What the fuck? What is happening? <laughs> A hip-hop spin on Charles Dickens' story. Dude. Turned into the animated feature of Oliver and Company. Cube will play Fagin. <gasps> Who's Fagin? The human that they live with on the boat. Oh my god. <laughs> what <Dude>. is happening? <laughs> okay, I wasn't interested now that I have read the synopsis. This sounds like it is going to be an absolute fucking car wreck. And I I'm need in. to watch it. <laughs> Oh my good lord. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yes, I'm in. I'm in. You you had me at Ice Cube and Hip Hop Spin. <laughs> I'm down. James and the Giant Peach. Mm, no. 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 It was I, good the way it was. The, the cross between the claymation. claymation and the live action is perfect the way it is. And I don't think that it needs to be redone. I don't care about a Tinkerbell movie. There is so much Tinkerbell content. So do much. Do, do not... The sword, and, the sword and the stone. I think if they keep it kind of close to the Disney movie, it could be fun. Yeah. Because it leads up to him getting the sword. And then that's it. Yeah. It's like you know the rest of the story. You know his tale. You don't need all of it. So I like. I think having focusing on the relationship between Arthur and Merlin will be really good. Yeah. I, I am 100% with you. No to Lilo and Stitch. Absolutely not. Do not want to watch a Lilo and Stitch live action movie. Um, no. Because there is something that is so perfect and beautiful with it be exactly the way that it is. Exactly. Just leave it alone. There's some of them that they you can leave alone. There's some of them where I'm just fucking tired of the stories. Yeah. So there's a few that are announced. So, and so that list was just ones that have been announced. It yeah. doesn't necessarily mean they're going to make all of those, but... It's what they want to work on. Yeah. I think half I, of That was the first time I've heard about that Oliver Twist thing, and oh I my feel God. like I'm having, like, war flashbacks in the best way possible. Like, I just, like, can't... <laughs> I can't get it out of my mind. And I think that's a great segment to leave you on. I think and so. for you to, to sit and... And, um, and ruminate on yeah. Ice Cube being in... Oliver Twist. Oliver. Or, yeah. Well, Oliver Twist. Uh, yeah. Hold oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to close it out. Thank you for tuning in. It's been uh, a lot of fun. We'll talk to you next time. Stay nerdy. Bye. Bye.